Oh, aren't you, Nar? Hey, you Nar. You Nar? Nar. Hello out there. I want you to know that you're listening to the Trailer Blazers. Trailer Blazers. The Trailer Blazers. That was pretty good. I I was dubious when you started, but yeah, some of those Australian words you said were very Australian. They are. So, just so you know, welcome to the Trailer Blazers. We've got two hosts, me, Mr. Bin Moon, and the other guy, Mr. Nick Kelly, co-host. I don't come first. It's a co-hosting situation. I I kind of want you to just keep this voice. <laughs> There's a podcast I listen to called Canadian True Crime that is hosted by an Australian who moved to Canada. And I strictly listen to it because of her voice, because I love her voice. She sounds like Claire from Lost. And oh, no, I, my, Charlie, my baby. I don't want you to my baby. <laughs> I, I caught up, and it's like, oh, no, my voice podcast. <laughs> podcast, yeah, podcast. I, um... I'm trying to think. I, have, I don't know if I've been listening to any new podcasts lately. I have. I've been listening to one called With Gorley and Rust, and it's hosted by Matt Gorley, the improv comedian, and Paul Rust, who you've seen in such things as Netflix's Love, and he wrote Arrested Development and Parks and Recreation and stuff like that. And it's them, and they watch horror movies, and then they talk about the horror movie they watched for like three hours, and it's... But they do it in like an easy listening style, yeah. and it's. I I don't like horror movies, but I like to listen to them talk about them. That's when you know you got good hosts. Yep, they yeah. just also uh, Matt Gorley is one of my favorite improv comedians, and some of his characters are just he does this one that's a southern lawyer, and it's basically just like this ridiculous southern lawyer foghorn leghorny type thing but it's it's not as as foghorn leghorny but you know it's like that kind of the classic like the like the the lawyer on futurama that's a chicken the southern lawyer chicken but yeah so it's just a good podcast but it i'm trying to get listening to his like because i don't like these movies like most horror movies i don't like and trying to figure out why people do like them and this is a good podcast for that, but I still don't fully understand. You, you don't understand why people like all like why people love horror movies so much. We're, we are going to get into that in this podcast because of the trailers this week. Yep. I want us to dive into this question, and maybe we can have people chime in because there's there's got to be people that listen to this podcast that that like horror that you know that oh that for consume sure it. My cousins and, listen to this podcast. Oh, okay. hello, gentlemen's. And yeah. they love horror movies. <laughs> uh, so we're going to get into that. Oh, I, you know what I have been listening to? Um, Ridiculous Crime, the Ridiculous Crime podcast. Yep. I really like, so it's got two hosts. Um, Elizabeth Dutton is one of the hosts. I feel like she's just really quick-witted. Um, uh-huh. she's, really, she's really funny, sort of in a dry way. Yep. Um, and, and, and even if it's not super interesting, a super interesting crime, she's good enough to where you're like, I, I'll, I'll keep listening to this. Yeah, that's a uh, that's an iHeart yeah. podcast. My friend yeah. Noel is a producer on that podcast. That is very cool. Shout out to Noel who does not listen to this podcast, but he's well, a good dude. He's a good dude, but he's dead to me. So if you don't listen, nice, <laughs> you're dead to me. <laughs> I, I want him to know he's dead to me. He might be dead. Well, I'll tell him at Dragon Con. Tell him he might be dead. Yeah. All right, folks, let's talk about what we had done, been watching this past week. What we had done, watch this past week. So, uh, we are both caught up currently with Kenobi and Ms. Marvel, right? We are, but we are caught up. Okay, that man, that Kenobi finale was good. It was good. Uh, the visuals, very Ralph McQuarrie. Absolutely. I, I, I will say that some of those visuals, I, like were like a painting some of the best some of the best um just scene visual scene scenes that i have ever seen in a star war yeah overall i you know now that we've seen the whole thing overall i liked it was it my favorite nah agreed i I liked it um kind of plot holy ish when you kind of look at it like when you look at how um 
Leia interacts with Obi Wan in the in the originals. It's like oh, this doesn't make sense. Like you were like a big part of her life, and she's just like, Meh. yeah. You just have to. I guess you just have to allow for some retconning. You yeah, know? yeah. Which is fine. Uh, I can. I don't care that much about that kind of stuff. But uh, what I do, what I do like is Darth Vader, and I think the best. The best service to a character that Disney owning Star Wars has done is is how cool Darth Vader keeps getting. So like Rogue One, Darth Vader, that's the that's the first time he's ever been truly menacing, you know? Like he yeah. was scary in Rogue One. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. He he really is an imposing figure and, and Kenobi reminded me of that. I was like, Oh my gosh, like is there has there ever been a greater villain than Darth Vader? I submit that maybe there has not been in in cinema. And seeing him do things that are strong and powerful and scary is is making him better. So, uh, like Disney Star Wars isn't perfect, but pre Disney Star Wars wasn't perfect either. No, and, that's exactly right. And what they are doing service to is the character of Darth Vader. Yeah, because I will say, like Darth Vader. And this is not really a spoiler. He rips the side off of a starship. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, so he could have crushed Obi Wan in 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 a split second. Yeah, but force. he's too dramatic. Hmm. He's too dramatic. He's too dramatic. The the uh, the voiceover by James Earl Jones was pitch perfect. Yeah, he, still, he can do it at any time. Yeah, he uh, he. I thought he sounded a little weird in Rogue One, and I was like, maybe he's so old that maybe it's just hard to do it the same. But in this, it's it sounds like a New Hope. Yeah. And then uh, he did the Vader's voice in Rebels, oh. and uh, there's this part in in Rebels that is very similar to the the fight in Kenobi, uh, but with Ahsoka. And just hearing James Earl Jones talk to Ahsoka, it was just so validating that because you know they were, that was before Ahsoka was in live action, mm-hmm. and she was my favorite character from Clone Wars and Rebels, and pretty much all of Star Wars. But they to have the validation of James Earl Jones talking to Ahsoka that they actually cared about these series and that they were canon, you know, mm-hmm. I love it. That was cool. There's also one scene, I'm not going to give it away, but there's one scene where they do this voice effect with Darth Vader's uh, voice and, and, uh, and somebody else, man, it was awesome. I was like, you couldn't have done a better job. Yeah. They do that in rebels as well. Oh, do they? Yeah. Same sort of situation too, but with Ahsoka. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I loved it. I was like, Oh my gosh, you guys nailed it. So, uh, so that's fun. Uh, Miss Marvel also fun. Um, was it? Was it? Was there? Was the wedding one? Was the wedding up the last? Episode yeah, that wedding? was the okay. most recent one. Yeah, I want to go this... to a Pakistani wedding. Oh God, so fun! I want to. I, I want to go to one that has the choreographed <laughs> Bollywood number like this. Oh yes. Oh, hundred percent. Yes. And I went back and. Uh, there's like little throwaway lines in the first couple of episodes about people practicing their dancing. And I just was like, it was rolling off me and uh, it just adds because people would just be like, Oh, they just did this and didn't mention that they were practicing this giant dance routine. But throughout the whole series, they've been talking about their dance, like how good they are or if they learn their moves or something. It's just little yeah. throwaway lines. It's very cool. Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. You're exactly right. Yeah. Still fun. Still yep. still liking it. Yep. And I watched uh, the first two episodes of season three of Umbrella Academy last night. I, I re-upped my Netflix so I could watch Umbrella Academy. Uh, I think it's great so far. It's better than season two. I just really like Umbrella Academy. Uh, it's so weird and I like weird stuff. And uh, there's a character uh, on the Sparrow Academy who's like the alternate timeline version of them. Who has the powers that I liked in Bioshock Infinite, which was basically the ability to shoot crows at people, because <laughs> that was the only thing I did in Bioshock Infinite—just <laughs> shoot crows at people. Oh, we need to talk about this, and I and I and I, I made a mental note to talk about this since you mentioned powers. And I was thinking about this in the car, deeply and thought about this in the car as I was driving for work. The ultimate power. We have talked about the ultimate power. 
uh-huh. right? And 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 we've thought like mind control or um, or teleportation. Those are the two like top ones. I I think I changed my mind on this. What is it now? Probability altering. Yeah, probably. Because it can trump, depending on how strong it is and if it's conscious or unconscious or whatever, but whatever level, let's just say the ultimate level of probability altering, things always go your way. So it doesn't matter if someone is has mind control power. Maybe you have the probability that they have a migraine headache and they can't control it right. You're right. Somebody can teleport. Yeah. Maybe they get um, they get sick or maybe they teleport and... And oops, there's an anvil over their head, like a like a, a cartoon. Yeah. So yeah, Domino, uh, Donald Duck's one cousin in Ducktales, who Paul F. Tompkins was. <laughs> uh, I forget his name. Um, Black Launch. Hat has has bad luck uh, probability powers. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, she she causes bad luck. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. If anyone Ooh. likes comic books, I highly, highly recommend Jed Mackey's uh, Black Cat series. It's excellent. I want to read that. I love. We love Black Cat on this podcast. We love Black Cat. Yeah, it's it's only uh, seven. Well, it's seven trade paperbacks. I don't know how many individual issues. Okay. But it's some of the best Marvel. It's so good. Jed Mackey's the best Marvel writer. Yeah, I, in my mind, whenever Black Cat appears, there's always like music behind her that's like saxophony, or, you know, <laughs> it's like a saxophone playing wherever she goes. Oh, absolutely! And it, and it, it like like car horns in the distance, you know. <laughs> she's a uh, she's. I'm reading Silk right now too, uh, and she's like the primary antagonist of Silk. So it's fun because I just finished the Jed Mackey Black Cat run, which didn't we say Jed Mackey Black Cat run sounded like a it sounded like a series or something, or like an old timey game show. Yeah, kind of. And uh, uh, I forget who I was talking to about that, but I digress. Uh, it's a really good comic, and she's the antagonist in Silk. So I just got more Black Cat, and it's it's the best. And don't touch that dial, because next up we got the Jed Mackie Black Cat run. Yep. <laughs> I also watched the new episode of Mystery Science Theater last night, and. Uh, it was a movie called Demon Squad. From It was filmed in 2015, and it came out in 2019. Now, it is like student film quality. It's a, it's a really low budget. Filmed in Alabama, so possibly these people are possibly around you right now, Ben. Uh, should I be filmed, concerned? You should. I think so. Although, if you were in a sequel, you might end up in a future <laughs> season of Mr. Science Theater. Um it was filmed on a DSLR camera and it it had like after effects like visual effects that I was familiar with from <laughs> from Kevin being able to do them. Oh nice. And I was watching this and I was like literally I could make this movie and I like I'm not a better actor than these guys so I'm not going to make fun of their acting too bad cuz you know this amateur movie on and you know it's amateur acting. But like it was kind of fun because some of the bad guys who were demons were clearly wearing Buffy vampire cosplay prosthetics. Yeah, and we were thinking that you because you could purchase those off of the internet, right? Yeah, Je- like I think Jess has has some, or she said she knows where they got them. And Missy, I know, has some because Missy was a Buffy vampire with yeah. me in 2015 when I was Xander. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the so, pi- I've seen the pics. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it was a really funny episode, but like, I just thought it was funny that it took place in. It was filmed in Alabama, and the the main protagonist's name, and here's the fun part, was Nick Moon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so a mashup of us. Yeah, it, that's our fusion Dragon Ball Z fusion dance. That's it. Yeah, we're fusion. Yeah, we got to wear the earrings. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's what I watched. Did you help pay for this episode? Yeah, I, I did the Kickstarter. So. Kickstarter, yeah. yeah. Very cool. That's pretty cool, man. Yep. All right, well, that's what we done had watched, and that brings us to the new news.
You are now tuned in to the Dumb Dudes News Network. Not, not too much stuff, and we won't dwell on it too too much either. So uh, HBO has continued their threat of Game of Thrones spinoffs with now they're making a sequel series about Jon Snow or something. And I just, I don't, I don't understand who wants this or why they're doing it. I, this is, uh, what's the guy's name that plays Jon Snow? Kit Harrington. This is a pr- another prime example of a waste of Kit Harrington. This is a waste. This is not what we want to see him in. It's not. We want to see him as Black Knight and and so in other things, but not this. I mostly just want to see him as Black Knight. I do too. Uh there speaking of spin-offs, there's another spin-off. And I I saw the headline it was like this spin-off is not this is not going to be like you think it's going to be. And now I can't think of what it was. It was I know there's like a Stranger Things one, but that's not the one. Oh, maybe it was. Maybe the Stranger Things spinoff is what I was thinking. Well, I haven't seen the new season yet. I do have Netflix again, so I will watch it probably soon. Did I tell? Did I mention that I watched the first episode with Holland? I don't know if you. I don't remember hearing that you watched it. I did. I watched the first episode of this of the part one. The the end of it, I was like, that's gross, very horry, yeah, very icky. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know all the people that said like a love letter to Freddy or whatever, a Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, for, yeah, I think that's accurate. Yeah. Well, he's in it, right, Robert England. I don't know. I don't know. I believe I believe I saw a picture of him with like no eyeballs or something. Ooh, I don't yeah. like that. I don't know. Well, at any rate, um, Kit Harrington, do something else. Yeah, Marvel stuff. Do Marvel stuff. All right. Uh, what's this next one? All right. So, uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. The the guys who made it started their own studio called Avatar Studios with Nickelodeon. Like I within didn't know Nickelodeon. that. Yeah, they just did this newer. It's a newish development, and uh, it's a sub a sub studio of Nickelodeon. So they're still within their umbrella. But it's just focused completely on Avatar The Last Airbender type properties. And so their first thing that they're doing is they're making four theatrical movies uh, that are going to come out like in theaters about different characters. I know they're making one about Kyoshi, the, one of the avatars before Aang, and one about Zuko, Fire Prince Zuko. But most important of all, I believe the fourth one that they're making is a Legend of Korra movie, and Legend of Korra is my favorite thing of of Avatar, so I'm excited about that. So if you're an Avatar fan listening to this podcast, there's some Avatar movies coming out and and some future animated series. I don't care about the live action series they're making on Netflix because uh, the creative directors who created Avatar left it because they wouldn't listen to them, so they you know, the re- it's good because of them, and not listening to them makes me not want to watch it. I thought the whole point of, of Netflix doing it was they had them on board so they could do it good. That was the whole point of Netflix doing them, and then Netflix wouldn't listen to them, so they left. You remember when Netflix started doing their own stuff, and they were like, yeah, the creators have complete creative freedom, we have no input. Do you remember that? Yep. The, yeah, what happened of- to those days? Well, like anything else... They got real big and then started being crummy and collapsed in on themselves. Hoy, this is like the common story, you know, like EA or who else? Rooster Teeth. Rooster Teeth. Yeah. Too big, getting too big for their own britches. Yeah, and then the you get super big, and the stuff that people liked you for gets either watered down or like ruined by expansion and then it's just not good anymore yeah here's let me let me pop this theory in your head these people they 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 have this wild success right the executive let's just say the executive say like we we've been wildly successful we really know what we're doing and so when new stuff comes up, they're like, well, you know what? We know what we're doing. We're going to have some input because we've had this previous success. And, it, you know, the success goes to their head. 
right? It's, that's yep. this pride thing. And so that that's how we always get here is they they think well this was this all this previous success was because of us of the execs, and they think they did it instead of realizing that they gave creative control to these creators and that's why it was successful you know. Yep, it happens all the time. Even on YouTube, one of my favorite YouTube channels, uh, the algorithm was only rewarding one kind of video they were making, and it was my least favorite kind. And so now that's literally all they make is that kind of video because that's the one the algorithm rewards. And so I I, I don't care as much about the channel. Algorithms don't always make our lives better. No, a lot of times they make it worse. So this is the anti-algorithm... Society. Society. But, you know, I don't want to be anti-algorithm because sometimes my Spotify Discover playlist is dope. Yeah, I was listening to one today when i was running and it was uh extremely good so spotify i appreciate their algorithm have we talked about how the spotify algorithm every single week on my discover playlist puts a different version of the underwater music from donkey kong country (laughs) we have not but that's pretty fun it it's it's truly uncanny it's almost i want to say supernatural nick because I can't believe so many different versions by so many different people of that song exists, but it's like haunts me. It's like, okay, I'm just like, I'm like sweating, wait, waiting for that song to come up. <laughs> I know it's going to come up. I haven't looked at the list, but I know it's going to come up and then it comes up and I'm like, yeah, why do you, mine, why? Mine does that with, with covers of skinny love by Bon Iver. It finds covers of that song. It's very strange. That's like it's like the ghost in the machine is that you know that's finding yeah. this stuff, and I don't want it. I I always click like hide it, you know, hide this song. And then the algorithm's like, I don't I don't care. I'm still gonna serve it to you next week. So just you know, gird your loins. That's the way the algorithm sounds. That's the voice that the algorithm uses. It's I use this voice. I'm an algorithm. Hey, I'm an algorithm. I I know what's best for you based on the input data. Based on data, you can't can't the data doesn't lie. Data doesn't lie, children. And, and John Dacre's hair. <laughs> did you did you watch the John Dacre video? Uh, I didn't yet. I will watch it though. Oh, uh, you gotta watch it. We'll, well, we'll talk about that later. Okay, hey, let's talk about these here new new. Okay, new new, new 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 new. I don't feel like they should get very many new news because of how bad these are. Oh my gosh! Welcome to the booger booger. Booger booger trailers, folks. Th- this is a, um, an Adele Nineine, and yeah, yeah, they're all boogers, all of them. This is the worst list uh, so far on this podcast. Th- this, um, I think, there was maybe like a February 2020 or March 2020 where it was like this, like one week in there that was like really bad. I, I particularly, I I remember some week in there where it was like all bad. Yeah. But not this bad. Maybe not this bad. Because maybe in that list there was like one good one. This has yeah. no good ones. Yeah. I think on those other ones there's ones where I was like, ah, I might watch this if it's on HBO. But I don't. I actively don't want to watch any of these. Boy, these are bad. But we'll, we'll, we'll have fun uh, making fun of them, I guess, right? Yeah, let's get started. Yeah, the first one's Barbarian. In a town... In town for a job interview, a young woman arrives at her Airbnb late at night only to find that her rental has been mistakenly double booked and a strange man is already staying there. Against her better judgment, she decides to stay the night anyway. Now, the dude that's in this is Bill Skarsgård, who has never played a good guy in his entire life as far as I'm aware. He was Pennywise the Clown. Uh, He was the bad guy in Castle Rock Season 1. He was the voice of Crow, the uh, leader of the Deviants and Eternals. He is just not, he's never played a bad guy because he's a sinister looking gentleman. And uh, I'm pretty sure I saw Justin Long in this trailer in like a flash. Uh, for se- Yep, here he is on IMDb. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with that. But yeah, so this movie is just like it's, it's, bad well, the- judgment, the movie. It it also has a, a great value, Ella Belinsky. Yes, and her name is Georgina Campbell. Georgina Campbell. Uh, uh, she's she was in an episode of Black Mirror, but I don't 
I don't recognize her from anything else. I will say she has a good terrified face because they feature it a bunch of times in this trailer. Yeah, and Bill Skarsgård is creepy looking as usual. Yeah. I just I watched this trailer and and my first thought was this is entertainment. This is what we some people consider this entertainment. Like they want to spend two hours of their lives or whatever watching this. Yeah, and this is what I've been trying to divine from this Gorley and Rust podcast about horror movies. Now, I know some of it is is the catharsis of it not happening to you, and uh, you're watching something, and then psychologically you're able to, in a safe environment, experience feelings that you normally wouldn't feel. So it's sort of like a sort of emotional thrill-seeking in a way, uh, because you're you're feeling synthetic fear and uh that's not something that you experience every day in your in your regular life hopefully although lately in the world it probably is uh but not on, on the level of of a uh a slasher movie for instance yeah though I, I i try to think about you know um annihilation which is like a horror movie that i actually like i love why well, i love like love love right and in, I inarguably think, a horror movie. Yeah. But it's different because there's so many layers to it and there's a lot of meaning behind it. It's not just like a slasher where it's it's just placating on fears. It's um because there's not really an antagonist, so to speak, because there's not well, it's not a, there's not an evil. It's not evil. Um it's not doing wrong, you know. And uh so that to me, there's just there's a lot more to think about. It's a it's a more philosophically fulfilling experience than a horror movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's different. There's there's horror movies that I do like. Obviously, I, I'm not against an entire genre. I like The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing is a great movie. Um, you know what I uh, I think is a horror movie, Nick? What? Well, I, now I forgot it. Uh, T- Tom Cruise, uh, The Tripods. Uh, oh, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. Yeah, I think that's a horror movie. It's scary. Yeah, I think so. Especially in the theater with the sound. In the oh. theater with the sound oh, that the tripods make. Yeah, because it's a feeling of helplessness, a powerlessness against something that's dangerous. Yep. To me, that's very horror-esque. And I like a lot of like I like The Witch, the Robert Eggers movie, The Witch. I like that. I don't know if The Lighthouse is a horror movie or if that's just like. This weird Lovecrafty thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I like that movie too. Hmm. I did like. Uh, I did well. I know you didn't, but uh, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. That's a horror movie. Yeah, that is a horror movie. I like. That. I like parts of that. I just don't like it very much overall. Yeah. Well, right into us, folks. Tell us why you like horror, please. Okay. Okay. Hey, yeah, just let us know. Let us know. And we're not judging you. I just don't. I, we don't get it. Oh no, I don't. I hey, if you like it, I'm glad it exists for you. Just you know, don't don't take me to go see it with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just saying I don't get, I don't, get, I don't feel the the benefits that other people feel. We don't. Oh, I like The Conjuring too. That's good. Is that horror? Yeah, that's a horror oh, movie. Okay. Uh, second trailer we have here is Honor Society. Okay, this is the least terrible one on this list. This is the, I I was not offended by this one in any way. I just it's not for our our demographic. Uh, the no. plot of this one is Honor. Her name is Honor. Honor's sole focus is getting into Harvard. Willing to do whatever it takes, Honor concocts a plan to take down her top three competitors until things take a turn when she unexpectedly unexpectedly falls for her biggest competition. Uh, this stars uh, Gotten Mazzarano from Stranger Things and Angori Rice from Spider-Man and uh, The Good Guys and uh, McLovin. What is she? From, who does she play in Spider-Man? Uh, Betty Brant. I don't remember that. Yeah, she's Betty Brant in Spider-Man. All three movies. In the second one, she's like dating Ned when they're in Europe. Is that right? You know, I she's objectively very pretty, um, but she she makes me realize how old I am because I'm like, oh, she's pretty. Oh, she's also I'm literally twice her age. Like I could be, yeah, her dad. yeah. I could be her dad. Yeah, she's like, uh, I think a clone of Elizabeth Banks, 
And I was saying that to Jessa earlier. I was like, I'm pretty sure Angori Rice is a clone of Elizabeth Banks so that the next generation has their own Elizabeth Banks. And then it occurred to me after I said that, I was like, oh, Elizabeth Banks played Betty Brant in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. No way. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I didn't even think about that when I was saying that. That's double rainbow. What does it mean? It just means I'm right. Also, uh, McLovin playing the the guidance counselor uh, made me feel really old. Yeah. Yeah, like he's not the he doesn't play a high schooler anymore, you know? No, he's He played the high schooler when I was in high school. Yeah. Well, I was out of high school for 2 years uh when Superbad came out, but it close enough. Are you reminded of your mortality? Your mortality. Yeah. And Gory Rice also played Ryan Gosling's daughter in The Good Guys with Russell Crowe, and that was a really good movie. Cool, cool. Never saw yeah. never saw it. This is the least uh bad one because this this doesn't look bad it's just not one that is geared for us it really, but all the other ones look bad yeah like like the the further i get from this age group the less interested i am you mm-hmm. know uh, unless there's like unless it's peter parker and then i'm interested yeah it has to be like superhero adjacent at this <laughs> point <laughs> it really does all right then we have a terrible trailer for one up this one is truly painful oh my gosh uh, the the description is follows a gamer who quits her college esports team due to sexism from her male counterparts, which no surprise there. No plausible, uh, yeah, it's realistic, plausible. Even. Yeah. Now it's just not funny is the problem. Yeah, dreadfully, like actively unfunny is the way I would describe it. Yeah, you know, like you know, like those like third tier National Lampoon's movies they used to make, like yeah. not. Not ones with like, not like Vacation or or the good old ones, but like the '90s ones, right? Or like like fifth sequels to American Pie or something like that. Oh That's God, the vibe yes. that this had that that oh that is absolutely accurate, absolutely yeah. accurate. This, I mean, it's um, I I think I might be offended that this exists just because it's so poorly written. Yeah, it's terrible. I I. I feel bad about it, but I did laugh at the Axe Body Spray, spray joke where they're teaching them to beat up the the bro mannequin. And then the one girl was like, is it got Axe Body Spray? And then uh, what's her name from John Wick? Uh, Ruby Rose was like, I wanted it to be realistic. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 now that, uh, it might be the only funny part. And then there's like some girl that's just, like a Melissa McCarthy knockoff, you know, they're trying to set her up as a Melissa McCarthy type character. Yeah. It's just a bad one. It's bad. Like they try to do some physical comedy and it's just not funny. It's just not good. It's definitely not, it ain't on that British level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bad. Especially after watching red, uh, turning red where the physical comedy is so good. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, you gotta watch it. But yeah, this is this is terrible. This is terrible at this one up. All right. So then we have a trailer for They Them or They Slash Them. So this is called They Slash Them. And uh it's an LGBT slasher movie. I think it takes place at a, a conversion camp and Kevin Bacon is the bad guy. And it's a slasher movie, and halfway through it I was like, Oh, they slash them. I get it. The title's a pun. Yeah, the title's a pun, and, and unfortunately, that's about where the cleverness ends. Yeah, I. it's just a slasher movie. Uh, it's Blumhouse, so it's probably a little higher quality than, than some slasher movies, because I know Jason Blum uh, actually cares about making his movies well, so people who like this genre might think this one's good. Maybe. I just don't it's, like this genre. It, this is coming out on some streaming service. Is it Peacock or something? Yeah, it was Peacock or Paramount. <laughs> One I don't, of those. Yeah, I don't think people are going to... Not too many people are going to watch this, probably. No, I had uh, slasher people. Will Sla- watch yeah, this. yeah, yeah, sl- yeah, slasher people. Uh-huh. Now, that's funny, though, because I do like Scream, but I think I like Scream because it's satire. Yeah, Scream's satire, right, yeah. right. I don't know. I, it's it's so hard to pinpoint like my feelings on this genre. Oh, my feelings are this. Uh, it's a hard no, hard pass. 
Bye. All right, so then we have a trailer for Five Days at Memorial. This stars Vera Farmiga, which is why I clicked on it, because I was hoping it would be good because she rules. But then it was another trap because this is a movie, and the description is, Doctors and nurses at the intensive care unit of a New Orleans hospital struggle with treating patients during Hurricane Katrina when the facility is without power for five days. And there was some sort of implication from the trailer that all of the people who died during this maybe shouldn't have. And I'm just sitting there like, what is the thesis here? And Jess was like, is this a cannibal movie? <laughs> I was like, I think it's a, I think it's supposed to be a real thing. I just go, you know, you know, hi, do you need to pick me up? I've only got something for you. The world is on fire right now. And you want me to go back to a previous dumpster fire and watch it and think about it? Like, there's enough problems going on right now that I don't want to revisit past problems that I lived through. Yeah, I don't want this. I love Vera Farmiga. She's like a... I feel like she's like a low-key awesome actor like Carrie Coon where she's not super famous, but she's really good. She's in a lot of my favorite things. Like Up in the Air is one of my top ten movies. And I love uh, her. Obviously, she's Kate Bishop's mom in Hawkeye. Right. She's in the Conjuring movies, which I like. And she just rules. And it's just... This is the first this is the first time I remember seeing her and not wanting to watch the thing she was in. Yeah, I mean I get it. It's a story worth telling, absolutely. But I don't I don't want more I don't want to revisit this. I lived through it. I don't need to revisit. Thanks. I'm in the north, so this was all very abstract to me. We have that we have that lady from Ocean's Twelve doing a southern accent. Like I saw ex- that as well. I think she has a southern accent, but she exaggerated it for this. Yeah, it, all you southern people have different accents, so like. What are you trying to say, man? You being racist? That's right. I'm being regionalist. You just one of them northerners, man. You yeah, know. there, hey. Yeah, you all sound silly down there, you know, don't you know? Oh, Bobby. <laughs> oh, why now? Why you gotta go there? Don't I'm go. sorry. I'll I'll bring a hot dish to pass. <laughs> Oh, sure enough. Why don't we go down to... We'll, we'll take her down the road and we'll go take the boat and uh, we'll see some goats at the petting zoo and then we'll uh, have a hot dish, you know, down over there, down the road a piece. Uh, a hot dish. Oh. oh, that just sounds divine. Uh, all right, let's talk about Smile. I don't want to talk about Smile, but we're going to talk about Smile. Smile, Jessica. Smile. Just think of Jessica Jones saying she won't smile to David Tennant when I was watching this trailer. Smile. After witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Cotter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain. Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. This is a knockoff of It Follows and probably a lower budget one. With a girl who kind of looks like a cross between Hilary Swank and Kate Mara. Yes, that's exactly right. This trailer features uh, a young woman using a pottery shard to cut herself a Joker smile. I wondered how she got those scars. And and quite frankly, they just gave it away. They did. Not that we care. You can spoil this. We can spoil this all day long. I don't care about this. This looks terrible. Terrible. Hard no. Hard pass. And moving on. This next one was something <laughs> that... This, Nick's laughing because he, he wants to see the world burn. He's a villain. Nick is the villain of my story. And I realized that after he put this on the timeline. I question our friendship now because he's villainous. Um... They have made a live-action Lyle Lyle Crocodile based on some beloved book series that I've never heard of, even though I'm a parent. Never heard of it. And this is offensive. This is this is a crime against humanity. This should not exist. I'm absolutely offended that this exists. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a talking animal movie. Not only talking, Nick, but singing. He talks and sings. I couldn't... 
I couldn't hate this more. I, I just, I really, truly hate this. But Ben, it's got Javier Bardem in it and Brett Gilman. You know, I guess Javier needed a paycheck. I guess that's what, you know, that's all I can come up with. Uh, Sean Mendez is the voice of the crocodile. Who's that? Some musician, I, I bet. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, this is a talking animal movie. The uh, alligator uh, is kind of like a cartoon with a scarf. So he kind of looks like a, like a, you know, the, whenever they make like a live action version of the, like an old Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Uh, he kind of looks like that, like a weird live action Hanna-Barbera cartoon. That is accurate. That's very accurate. And uh, yeah, so it's singing uh, alligator. I don't have a lot to say about this. I just wanted to make Ben watch it because I am a cruel man. <laughs> and I take pleasure in torturing those closest to me. I don't know if we have listeners that listen to this podcast that go and watch these trailers, but don't subject yourself to this. Don't waste a minute and a half or two minutes of your life on this. Don't do it. I think you should. Uh, and you should put it on repeat, and you should have your eyes held open like in A Clockwork Orange. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure the listening audience loves to torture themselves. Uh, favorite pastime? Hey, you never know. I do know. I do know. I do yep. know. R. I know. R. I know. Nar. Nar. <laughs> All right. Trailer number eight. Gone in the night. This stars Winona Ryder. The plot is when Kath and her boyfriend arrive at a remote cabin in the redwoods. That's like the plot of all of the movies this week. They find a mysterious younger couple already there, just like the first movie, Barbarian. Her boyfriend disappears with the young woman, and Kath becomes obsessed with finding an explanation. So this this move this trailer, I spent the entire time trying to figure out who the dude was in the trailer. There's two dudes, and I was like, who are these guys? Obviously, the woman is Winona Ryder, and the one dude that was driving me crazy was Dermot Mulroney. And once I saw that, I was like, oh, that's who that is. But this other dude, I was like, this guy looks like. The guy from 10 Cloverfield Lane. But I didn't think I could be correct because he's literally wearing the same clothes that he wears in 10 Cloverfield Lane. And Ben, it is the guy from 10 Cloverfield Lane. Wow. Yeah, John Gallagher Jr. Literally wearing flannel and a trucker cap like he was in that movie too. You you don't have to dress the guy the same way every time. Maybe they're creating a multiverse. The multiverse. The multiverse of Gallagher. <laughs> he's he's got one variant that smashes watermelons. <laughs> oh boy, uh, yeah, yeah. This is uh, yeah. This is like all these Airbnbs or rentals or whatever. It, I want. I was trying to come up with something. The best I could come up with is is it's Airbnb bad week. But that Airbnb wasn't bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It's not very good though. It's like all well, I can come up. with. Neither is the list of trailers. Yeah, so it's just it's the the bad week. Uh, there's a there's a moment in this trailer where they say like Gen X were coming for your neck or this movie's coming for your neck or something like that. I was like, okay, you broke the fourth marketing wall to market directly to Gen Xers. What this is a what a weird thing. The thing about that is, isn't there sort of like whole shtick that if they if you tell them to do something, they won't do it. So like. If you're direct direct marketing to them, they'll be like, "I'm not going to do this." <laughs> is, is that? <laughs> that does sound, I guess, pretty accurate for Gen X. As far as I know. Yeah, we we. I'm an elder millennial, I think. Yeah, I don't know what I am. Or a I think I'm just a regular one. Yeah, you're just a regular millennial. Yeah, I was born in '87. So you're so you're at war with the boomers. Yeah. Your mortal enemies, the boomers. Well, t- time is my ally in that mortal war. <laughs> Boomer Center. All right, the the Adele 19th trailer is uh, something straight out of Russia, and it's called The Bride. It's not a Russian movie, but it's based on Russian ritual of... Or not a ritual, but like... There's this weird time in the early time of photography where when people would freshly die, 
the family would take a photo with them where they posed them like they were alive and they would paint eyeballs on their eyelids. And this is a real thing that I was familiar with uh, from, I believe, some some How Stuff Works podcast that was probably Ridiculous History uh, with my boy Noel. And I found that disturbing enough. So they're trying to turn it into a horror movie here. I'd like to tell you the plot, but this movie is so like low budge that it's not on IMDb that I could find. So, I can't tell you the plot. Uh, there's some sort of like zombie bride ghost thing here. And Jess said it was possibly a ripoff of, of some book that she read. And I forgot what the book was called. So, so this it is, was bad. So, it's not made in... This wasn't made in Russia? What language are they speaking? Were they? Uh, mine was in English. No, was no English? Nick, it was dubbed. <laughs> it was dubbed. Alright, it might be a Russian movie. A, dar- a dirty Russian movie, a, a, a Ruski, <laughs> dirty Ruski movie. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at the comments on YouTube. Uh, this first guy says, the narration of this trailer sounds like the interdimensional cable episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs> uh, it, apparently this came out in 2017, I guess in Russia. It's old. I just wanted to talk about the weird thing about painting eyeballs on them. They show those old photographs, uh, yeah, and it is that's the creepiest thing of all these trailers was those real images from Russia. Yeah, so I don't have a lot to say about this one. I just wanted to talk about that because that that I feel like informs a lot of what what you should think about Russia today. <laughs> that is one of sort of those like it's like a folky, creepy history that you would be interested in. Yeah, that's kind of my jam. This movie looks like garbage, but I just want to let people know that in the early days of photography, people used to do that, especially in Russia. Well, Russia is the weirdest white people in the world, followed <laughs> followed closely by Floridians, but but definitely Russians are the weirdest. Yeah, Russia's just a whole country of Florida. <laughs> it's Floridians with weird accents. All these movies were garbage. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you guys. This is the best of the 20 that came out this week. I guess because we're past summer blockbusters. I, I I don't know. I guess there's not and they're not they're not like breaking out any new trailers for summer blockbusters. That was all back in like April or whatever. Yeah, I feel like the next thing, like the next big things, will be Wakanda Forever, Black Panther 2, which comes out in November. Um, we'll probably get another. Andor and She-Hulk trailer closer to those releases in August. When are we going to get a Quantum Mania trailer? When are we going to get a Quantum Mania trailer because that comes out in February. So I bet that'll come out I bet the trailer for that'll come out in with with Wakanda Forever. Yeah, uh, you might be right. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Well, let's talk now that we're done with all those boogers. Uh, boogers. Let's let's talk about some trailer mailers. You've got mail. If y'all recall, last week we asked if you were being hunted by a predator, like the very cool Amber Mid Thunder in the very cool Prey trailer. What tool and what weapon would you like to have to fight off the predator? I see what Kevin did here. I just read Kevin's. I see what he. <laughs> Jeez, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin said, I choose a comfy chair and Chris Hansen. I hear he's really uh, really a good weapon at catching predators. Very good, Kevin. That always makes me think of Dennis on 30 Rock. <laughs> it's like uh, he goes into the house and he's got the balloons and Chris Hansen's in there. <laughs> he's like, sir, do you mind telling me what you're doing here? And Dennis goes, yeah, I'm here to boff some chick named Mary. <laughs> And then later he's like, exonerated Dateline Predator. I knew that chick was 18. (laughs) Uh, Robo said, all right, I guess I'm back on my ish. I'll take a Spartan suit from the Halo franchise because the HUD would be super helpful. And built-in energy shields sound nice. And as my weapon, I'm going with Chewbacca's crossbow. If it can blast a stormtrooper that far back, it should be able to handle a Predator just fine. And then he says, also, I think of John Dacre almost every day of my life. May God rest his soul. <laughs> I just got to do a more I tell, okay? Um, the uh, Chewbacca's crossbow is a Mary Sue. <laughs> well, I mean, 
It's a it's a laser gun. <laughs> it's a laser gun. It's an energy beam weapon. Yeah. Can, uh, a gun, can a laser gun be a Mary Sue? Yeah, it's a Mary Sue. I'm just I'm making you know this is me uh, smoke. What is it? Dunking on uh, Star Wars fans. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's Mary Sue. <laughs> uh, my mom's basement's real comfy. <laughs> <laughs> Nerds. Nerds. Uh, Ray, uh, Rayanne. Rayanne. Ray Bailey. Ray Bailey. She said, Lara Croft's crossbow and climbing as. Have you been playing uh, Tomb Raider lately? I've played all of the Tomb Raiders. There's a new one that they're working on. Uh, so I haven't been playing lately, but I've played each of the new ones twice. What is, what is she hoping to accomplish? Do you want to climb a tree real high and then shoot it with the crossbow? No, the... the uh, well, the climbing axe you can use to take dudes down if you're in stealth. So you, she, I think she wants to uh, hamstring the predator and then shoot him with a crossbow. Hamstring him. Yeah, with the axe, cut his little tendons. He does have muscles, so we assume he has tendons. Yeah. Yep. So Very that's cool. the uh, that's the way to take to catch a predator, according to you guys. Yeah, and thank thank you for writing in. And you can write in to us to uh, to let us know if you like horror movies and why. And yep. uh, Nick's going to tell you how you can do that. You can follow us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast. Uh, if you want, you can send us an email at trailerblazerspod at gmail dot com. If you want to know when a new episode drops, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. But don't try and get in contact with us there because we don't check the notifications. Uh, if you're feeling really generous, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is still the best way for the show to gain traction. And if you do that quick, Mickey's going to let you know what happens. Yeah, but I'll tell you what happens. Uh, we're going uh, to open up a new business, and uh, we're going to call it Airbnb. And the, the thinking behind this, the business model, is that when you get your normal Airbnb, but inside, it's like a trampoline, like an indoor trampoline, and of several wrestling buildings from back in the day. So when you start there, you can wrestle those wrestling buildings on the trampoline and transport yourself back to when you was a kid, if you're old enough to remember. I think you got to be certain age to actually rent an Airbnb, so that would make sense. The people that do this would remember the wrestling buddies. Now, sourcing those wrestling buddies is going to be pretty hard. I don't know if we're going to go with the original or if we got to talk to some factory in China to remake them. But we're not going to pay for no licenses, right? Because Vince McMahon's a womanizer, and he's paid like $3 million for this hush money. So I don't want to do that. I don't give him more money. So we're going to have some generic wrestling buddies. So it'll be like the top-tier Battler, not the ultimate warrior. The doctor battler. And you can't do Hulk Hogan, so you, you're going to have to do Bulky Harry. I don't These are working. Listen, these are working. These are works in progress. Okay. We got an invisible wrestling buddy that we call uh, Jimmy Bina. Jim Bina. No, not because that sounds like a whiskey. Well, you can't see him, but his time is now. Help me think of a name, Nick, for John John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's call him Brick Slab Head. Brick Slab Head, and you can't see him. He's in, he's invisible. So, anyway, that's the idea, but we ain't going to do it unless you leave the five-star writing. And uh, and if you got connections in China, help me out. That's a tip for myself. How about that, sir? <laughs> Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent. As always, for the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I am Bulky Harry. Happy Trailers. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Ben Moon, and I did not come out in Russia in 2017. Happy Trailsers.
and welcome back folks to the vid yo games one quarter portion of the show i hadn't played nothing but nick you played a fun game yeah so i went to my cousins last weekend on saturday and they had uh just downloaded tmnt shredder's revenge which is the sequel to turtles in time and it's like a 2d side scroller like the old one and we played four-player co-op the whole game all the way through. Did you all get to pick the character that you liked? I Yeah, everyone, no one fought over characters. I, I was playing Donatello at first, but he was too slow, so I switched to April. And once I switched to April, who was playable, I was really, really good. So uh, I was really happy with April. I hear she has a real good super move that like clears the level out. Yeah, she swings. She swings a, a camera around by the end, and I I was just doing that over and over and over again. Nice. I really want to play this. Um, I've got a couple of friends with Game Pass that I think we're gonna try to get all together and play. So you I can want play to. it in one sitting, like over an hour or two. It's really really fun, especially with a bunch of people. Uh, really fun game. I loved it. That's great. I I, I it's uh, I hear other podcasts talking about it. So I hope it does well because it's I love stuff like this. Yeah, it it ruled. That's great. Uh, we got we do have some new news. There is um, a seven minute overview video. Well, I'll put it in the I'll put it in the show notes for the Microsoft Bethesda like summer of gaming or whatever like reveal that they did. Yep. And um, there 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 is some uh, some cool stuff in this. I have a list of all of the stuff in a in a row. So I'm just going to real quick run through this list. Yeah. We got Starfield, Redfall, Overwatch, Diablo, Forza Motorsport, Minecraft, Riot Games, Persona 3, Sea of Thieves, Fallout 76, Elder Scrolls Online, Flintlock, Araban, Hollow Knight, High on Life, Gunfire Reborn, Grounded, Scorn, A Plague Tale, Arc 2, Ara, History Untold, Cocoon, As Dust Falls, The Last Case of Benedict Fox, Wulong, Fallen Dynasty, Naraka, Blade Point, to Game Pass, Lightyear Frontier, Microsoft Flight Simulator, 40th Anniversary, and Kojima Partnership, where Kojima talked about a new game. Woo, lord. Well, well done, sir. The I will say I'm most excited about, obviously, about Starfield, but uh, Forza Motorsport, Spring 2023. So I got a while before that comes out. Yeah, I'm Starfield gonna, is the MVP for sure. Uh, oh, absolutely, yeah. So I'm definitely going to get that. Definitely going to get Forza when it comes out um, and play it on my simulator. Yep. Um, I'm intrigued by Diablo 4. Yeah. I'm intrigued by Redfall. Redfall actually looks better than I thought it was going to be. It does look cool. It does look cool. Um, I think... Uh, oh, what was that one? Um, Plague Tale looks kind of interesting. I don't know if that's good or bad. I have never heard of it before, and this seems like it's a a sequel to something because it's a Plague Tale Requiem. Is it? This is not that one with the the rats, is it? Well, you have the full, like the little lantern and the rats, and you're like with your little brother or something. Was that was that Plague Tale or something? Maybe I never heard of it. Uh, also, there's one one game on here, The Last Case of Benedict Fox, that I think is made by the people who made Limbo, which I really liked. It's two D side scroller game. Hmm. But yeah, not a lot of these games are games that I'll play. But there was a couple cool ones in this. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, this uh, Summer of Gaming or Game Fest 2022 or whatever, all this stuff that was coming out on YouTube. Yeah. Not you know, There's really not a lot that really caught my eye. I mean, we, we sort of are in this, uh, we, we play three or four big games a year kind of a stage of our life. But um, well, we can actually go through some of these. Um, there is, oh, th- now this one is something I'm interested in. So there is yeah. a something called Retro FPS. And it looks just like Goldeneye for the N64. It does. It's like a generic spy shooter, but it's, I mean, it looks identical to Goldeneye. You know, just the levels and stuff are different. Um, So this, you know, if they put like a laptop gun in this and uh, the controls are good, like I I want to play this. Yeah, I probably will will miss this one. I didn't have an N64, so I don't have the nostalgia for Goldeneye that other people have. Or, or uh, Perfect Dark. I do like Perfect Dark because I played that at my cousin's. Oh, so okay. I, I love Perfect Dark. I'm going to probably end up buying this. I, I really do want to play this. I think you should. Maybe I will, okay? It's called it's only Re- right that you do. It's called Retro FPS. We'll have a link in the show notes, folks. Yep. 
Uh, we have a trailer for Lord of the Rings Return to Moria, where you play as some dwarves. I was expecting this to be a sequel to, like, the Mordor, Battle for Mordor, not Battle for Mordor, the the games were the with the Nemesis system. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was Shadow like, of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor. I was expecting it to be a sequel to that, but it isn't. It's like Lemmings, but with dwarves. <laughs> Yeah, you like build like you like build rooms in the in Moria and stuff. Did really look interesting to me. I was thinking, oh, this should they should have made this like Boom Blocks. Did you ever play Boom Blocks for Wii? No, what is it? Oh man, so this is a game that Steven Spielberg helped produce, and it's almost like it's several games, but it's like Jenga, where you like pull a string with the Wii mote to pull these blocks out, and you can play Jenga. But there's also this game where you like you launch stuff at the other castle, like the other person. You can play two player. And like break their castle and stuff. It it was so fun. I, I that does loved, sound fun. Oh, it was awesome, dude. And so I was like, oh man, they should have done a version like that, but that's not what they did here. No, uh, I don't know. It looks like Lemmings. Lemmings is way that's way that's an old PC game. I'm surprised you know what that is. Oh, I know what Lemmings is. That was on the Super Nintendo too. Oh, was it? Okay. Uh, we do have a trailer for Hype Squad, which is third person it actually was like kind of a great value third person overwatch melee type of game but i thought you might look at it yeah it's i i don't this is an online game and it Uh, does look it looks like overwatch uh which i like overwatch but this is like a this is like a great value overwatch you know yeah i it i want is i wonder if it'll be free to play it looks like it looks like a free to play game to me it's probably free to play it probably is uh, we have a trailer for Angerfoot. Yeah, this is weird. This is like a weird cartoon game with like frog people and lizard people, and you just go around kicking them. Real cartoony. And, yeah. Uh, it looks like the gameplay would be fun for a couple of minutes, but then it would get kind of boring. I think I think you're exactly right. It's made by Devolver Digital, who I like some of their games, um, but this is like a game for ADHD kids yeah. to me. I'm not really into it, so yeah, I think you're exactly right. Be fun for a couple yeah. minutes, and then you peace out. Um, okay, so there's this um, there's this video on YouTube. I'll, I'll put the uh, link here in the show notes. The it's called the Best Summer Game Fest 2022 Games. There is they, they show a lot of different stuff in here. Um, I was really mostly liking the Gotham Knights stuff. It was like a, a night night Nightwing, yeah, Nightwing yeah. featurette. They started off talking about the Last of Us remake, which I already played the remaster, so I'm not interested in that. Yeah. Then they moved into Aliens: Dark Descent. I've played some good Aliens games, but I would have to know more about this one. Like, I don't even know what kind of game it is. Yeah, they didn't. You get nothing from this trailer on that. Yeah, Gotham nothing. Knights. I'm already sold on. Yeah. <laughs> they put out something. David said, my cousin David said this on Twitter or something. They put out something saying that the game was not connected to that crummy CW show they're making that we had the trailer for. Good. Like they actually like were like, oh, this is not affiliated with the CW series of the same name. <laughs> don't don't get this quality thing we're pouring our hearts and souls into it, it, it confused with that garbage. Yeah. So I think it's really funny. That is funny. Uh, this Stormgate. This game Stormgate, they had a trailer for that in here. That looked kind of interesting. Uh, probably not one that I would play. I don't even know. It's another cinematic trailer, so I don't know what the gameplay is like. Yeah. Uh, they showed the same Marvel Midnight Suns trailer we talked about last week. Uh, there was a Street Fighter. I'm a Mortal Kombat guy, so I don't care about Street Fighter. Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, we talked about that. Uh, Kevin told me that this is a reimagining, so it's like an it's not the same, it's not a remake, it's not the same storyline, it's a similar. Oh. So it's like. To me, that's said, more interesting. Yeah, he said think alternate timeline rather uh, than remake. Okay. So then I was like, oh, maybe I want to play that uh, when it's cheaper. And then uh, Warhammer 40K Darktide. Uh, I don't. I don't know much about Warhammer. My my cousins play the tabletop game, and I like the minis. Then there was a game called Zenless Zone Zero Combat, and or Zenless Zone Zero, and it was a combat trailer. 
That's like an anime fighting game. Not fighting game, just like a battle game. Yeah, like a, a like a action battle game. This this had some really stylized, cool action. And and like this one character, you're like, oh man, he's got this like rocket in his leg, and he's doing kicks. And then it like the camera pans up, and it's a furry. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, oh, this trailer just instantly went into the the the, the trash bin. Yeah, I was not interested in that. Um, this game, Nightingale. We talked about this before when they had a trailer, like an early trailer for Nightingale. Uh, that looks kind of cool. I'm not sure, though. It could be weird. But I like that there's like a lot of weird creatures in this. So Nightingale, I have to see more about that. I'll keep my eyes on that one. And then there was Layers of Fears, which is just like a horror game that they're using t- as an Unreal 5 like demo. Show- you know? Showcase. Yeah, showcase. And then there was Callisto Protocol, which is just a zombie game. That Callisto Protocol looks gross to me. I don't want to play that. I wasn't interested in that. I If I'm going to do something creepy, I'm going to play the Dead Space remake that comes out in January. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, you're going to love that game. Yeah, I'm excited because I feel like I missed that. You know? I'm going to yeah. come back around to that. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, last trailer we have here was a, a new trailer for Choo Choo Charles. A lot of gameplay. Th- yep. This looks terrifying. Yeah, I th- this is, I feel like this is heavily, heavily inspired by Stephen King. Uh, just because it has a lot of Dark Tower vibes. And I feel like this game will be full of Easter eggs for like Dark Tower Easter eggs. Uh, there's like an evil train uh, named Blaine the Train in, in the Dark Tower. And I just feel like it's similar to this. There, there is. A, I've never heard of Blaine the Train. Well, that's in the Dark Tower novels, uh, the Stephen King. Okay. There's, there's a scene where you're, he's on foot because you spend a lot of time in this train going around this this area, but he's on foot in this one part, and he looks behind him, and there's there's Choo Choo Charles, and he's much faster than you. And it's like it's just making my boo hole pucker. Like I just, I can't <laughs> play a game like this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google if there's Stephen King references. Oh, there. I forget in. There's a book in the Dark Tower called Charlie the Choo Choo. Yeah, this this is all Dark Tower stuff. There's gonna uh, be a lot of Stephen King Dark Tower references in this game. I believe the the term is Stephen Kingy. Stephen Kingy. Oh, that's Stephen Kingy there. Yeah, very you know Stephen Kingy. Very Stephen Kingy. All right, well that's uh, that's really all the game stuff we got. Uh, you got anything else? I got not a thing. All right. Well, for the Trailer Blazers, I'm Ben Moon, and I am Stephen Kingy. Happy Trousers. And I'm Nick Kelly, and I beat Bebop and Rocksteady three times last week. Happy Trousers. Uh, all right, let's talk about Armageddon. I don't want to talk about Armageddon, but we're going to talk about Armageddon. Help me think of a name, Nick, for John. John Cena. <laughs> uh, let's let's call him Armageddon.